We'd like to thank our awesome friends at Honey Badger for sponsoring this month's episode of the PHP Podcast. Visit Honey Badger today at honeybadger.io. Welcome to the official podcast of PHP Architect. Join us to listen to the latest news and tech talk from our conferences, the magazine, and wider PHP community. You're listening to the PHP Podcast, the official podcast of the PHP Architect magazine for June 2022, Volume 21, Issue 6, Another Bright Idea. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me, as always, is John Condon. I must say, you are a very bright... You light up my life, John. It's it's these lights I have above me. That's what's doing it. <laughs> Another good one. Look at us being on top of things this month. I'm trying to. Ideally, we're going to get this podcast out before, before the magazine. Not making any promises, but that is our initial goal. And that is going to be our commitment moving forward, is to try to get our podcast out before we release the magazine to give everybody kind of a heads up of what's coming down the pipeline. For the subscribers, they, they can get excited about the articles that they want to read. For you non-subscribers, excited. The one thing is, we don't know at this point in time which article is going to be the free article. So... If you're not a subscriber to PHP Architect and that was always your thing, you're going to have to go to the website and figure out which article we decided to release as free this year. You say that, and I don't know that we did a free one last month, now that I think back on it. (laughs) Or maybe we don't release a free article. You just have to buy the whole magazine. I know. I think we're bad at that. We we keep forgetting to go back in and do that. We need to go back and look at that. Oh, yeah. We're, We're always like last minute wanting to get the magazine out, and then that's like the final step, and we're like, eh, we'll do that later. All right, let's jump into it. Illuminating smart light bulbs with PHP by Sherry Willer. I'm happy she's writing for us again. I I am too. And this was such a great follow-up to Ken Marks' series on the Raspberry Pi. These little kind of projects that you can do with real devices in PHP. I love this stuff. Exactly. And the Internet of Things is a huge thing. So (laughs) helping people get more familiar with that. I use Hue light bulbs and want to take this first spin. I need to do that. Although I don't use the color ones. I use just dimmable ones. But I know a lot of people that have color light bulbs and they set the mood. And Sherry does a great job of talking about that in her article. And just a great overall read. Very straightforward. Lots of good examples. Yeah, I agree. I, I also use the Hue light bulbs. I do have the colored ones. As a matter of fact, I have a specific scene set for when I record the PHP Ugly podcast, which we live. So now I can actually make that part of my pre-show script that I run that fires up the bot and a few other tasks that I have it do. I can have it set my lights for me as well. I, I need to take some time and do that. And you have at least one Raspberry Pi lying around. As we speak at this very moment, I am rebuilding it. I have some exciting stuff. Uh, I took some inspiration from Ken Marks, and uh, I, I will share that on the PHP Ugly podcast. That's not real. Yes, I have my Pi that I'm working on currently. It's actually sitting right next Awesome. Can't wait to hear about it. Uh, our second feature article this month is Building Solid and Maintainable PHP Applications in DDD and Messaging with Ecotone Framework. Long title, long article. <laughs> <laughs> Very long article. Uh, this, uh, every month, there's so many new things. And we, we've had the long-running column, Edward Bernard, that he's been doing on DDD develop as well. 
Um, this plays into that nice, and again, it introduces the new, uh, new to me, another framework that I hadn't heard, heard of, the Echo Tone. Yeah, I've been enjoying Ed's columns. Like, he's trying to teach us DDD, like, being a well-rounded DDD developer slash person, like, understanding it. Uh, he's been getting more into some examples as well, but I like having viewpoints from multiple people, hence running a couple of different articles about the one might resonate with people better than others. And like you said, introducing a framework that may help uh, get your head wrapped around. Moving on to Education Station and Chris Tankersley event-driven programming. Not to be confused with event sourcing. Learning different design patterns is a must as a developer. We're constantly learning, should constantly learning, hence subscribing to a magazine like PHP Architect, going to conferences <laughs> like PHP Tech. It's a great way to c- continue building your resume, building your skill set. Chris does a good job of diving into a, a few different design patterns, all revolving around event-driven programs. And, and it's a little bit of a, of a paradigm shift as well. He, m- he mentions uh, that a little bit in the article. Especially if you're a self-taught developer, you're used to procedural code. And even if you learn to embrace object-oriented program, it's still kind of procedural code. It's one thing happening after another. And the thing with event-driven programming is that it's no longer procedural code. You have these listeners that are waiting for things to happen, and when they happen, this code fires for you. See, the funny thing is it's still procedural. It's just a little more hidden from you, right? It's when you dispatch that event, there are listeners that are going to do a bunch of stuff before coming back to that main line and continuing on. But it's just a little more abstracted, and it makes it easier to add functionality. When a user registers, right now you do two or three different things. Tomorrow you want to add a fourth thing. You don't have to go find everywhere registration happens, plug that in. You fire up a new class, and good to go. A new listener, yep, I should points. say. Good point. Good point. All right, let's go back to DDD. DDD Alley, Ed Bernard brings us random and rare failure. There's a few things I really liked about this column from Ed. First thing he talks about experimental coding, which is something I personally love doing. Um, it's hard to do when you have client work uh, or when the clients, because they don't really want to pay for cycles of you testing. I usually slip it in and call it a proof of concept a lot of times, but <laughs> it's almost always experimental programming. And it's just, um, but what Ed is going through here is the concept of how to capture rare events, uh, mainly errors. The, the, the errors that will, would have a tendency to slip through the cracks and maybe go unnoticed a lot of times. Yeah, and that's it's, so often we code to the happy path. And he brings back his experience because he's been doing this a very long time, way back when, when they had very little memory to work with. It'd be hard to store all these um, chip maker computer designers made room for this. They made room for stack tree. You could see the last, I think he said 1,000 events that have happened because when something goes wrong, it's very hard to understand why. I'm actually dealing with this right now with a client. Something's breaking and we're trying to step debug. You can't make it happen. Uh, so we still don't have an answer. Today we got to, we think we are way closer. Tomorrow we can run this again and watch it fail, but have more information to catch this rare failure. Well, maybe you read through this article and learn to catch your cycle. Honeybadger.io, the web developer's secret weapon. Honeybadger offers exception, uptime, and cron monitoring all in one place, and it is easily installed into your web application. Deploy with confidence and be your team's DevOps hero. 
Their list of features can fit a team of any size. Are you just starting out? Have a fantastic free plan for life that you can use while your traffic is low. Are you an established business? Perfect. You should have a system in place to alert you to errors in real time, not finding out when your web visitors complain, if they ever do. In addition, their third-party integrations will let you connect some of the most commonly used alerting services so that you can know at a moment's notice if things go wrong. Head over to honeybadger.io to sign up for a free account to get started. And while you are listening to a PHP podcast, HoneyBadger supports so many languages, including Ruby, JavaScript, Elixir, Python, Go, and so many more. Head over to honeybadger.io and start your trial today. Let's move on to Security Corner, Eric Mann's Assessing Cybersecurity Risk. This is a good one because so often we're told that as developers, we should know security. We should be the, the final gatekeepers and not have any security flaws. Truth is, there's no such thing as 100% security. And when a vulnerability is found, you have to assess it, its damage. How much damage could you take from it? How important is it to drop everything and fix it or if it's not within your realm where you can't think, how big of a risk is it to find out what what are the next things? And he does a great job of pointing things out. Yeah, and I love the fact he, he breaks it down into, uh, well, I don't want to say categories because one of the categories is category. But two categories, he, there's the threat categorization and grading the threat risk. So knowing what type of threat it is and what that risk factor is for and that then, threat. And then it's simple math from there. Exactly. Even you can do it. All right, next up. Within the workshop, Joe Ferguson brings us A Night with Symphony. Two frameworks in one magazine, and neither one of them is the Laravel framework. What is this craziness? <laughs> I'm a framework junkie. You know that about me, John. I, yes. I love dabbling in frameworks and how they structure things and how they use things. Symphony specifically is one that I really feel like I really have felt like I need to adopt. Um, we have some Laravel is built basically off of you're using for the most part. Yep. The Symphony components. And Symphony itself has made a lot of progress to modularize their framework, which is something that Joe goes into here. You can start small and build on top of it. Which I wonder if that's why they didn't become as popular as Laravel did, because I think between a couple of their major versions, they made this big switch and maybe made it more. Con- but I remember playing with Symphony way back when, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't. I wouldn't say they're not as popular as Laravel. I I would argue to say that you know they're probably pretty close to Laravel. We I've seen the stats. Laravel is definitely more popular. I think Laravel is a lot more attractive to new developers and new people too. But when you start talking about um, companies and enterprise established developers, I think they have a tendency to gravitate more towards a Symphony. Uh, framework because of support. There's a lot of factors involved there. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, like you said, just about everything now uses some form of a Symphony component. Yep. And I think that's the thing that really stands out with Symphony is they're not about their framework. They're about making development simpler for everyone, no matter what, whether you're going to use another framework, whether you want to do it from scratch, they have the components to make sure that process for good and strong. Clues for Hughes, Oscar Moretta's PHP Puzzles. I love this one because for a very brief amount of time, I was a huge Wordle fan. And this is basically recreating Wordle, but in you going back to last month's ran, doing uh, coding for randomness 
and now using that to basically create these uh, strings of colors. And it's a guessing game. So it's fun. You, you get to make a little game, get to learn a little bit more about coding. And again, puzzles aren't necessarily meant to be hard to solve. They're meant to give you a way to solve them in different ways and possibly do things like test-driven development or try different design patterns. A lot of the code he gives us is very procedural, but it doesn't have to be. You could take this and make it as hard as you want to learn something new. That's kind of the whole purpose. And next month, we are going to... You, you explain this to me. The birthday problem. Yeah, it, it's a fascinating conundrum, would you say? Where birthdays, I think, are pretty evenly spread out throughout the year. So you basically have a 1 in 365 chance of being born on a specific date. If you get X number of people together, what are the likelihoods that you have somebody else with the same birthday in that room? And you would think you would need 365 people. 366 would guarantee it, right? You have a 100% chance at that point. But at what point does it become 50%? And it's way lower than you would think. I mean, heck, within our organization, I shared a birthday with a previous developer. You share a birthday with a current developer. And we're a very small company, <laughs> like eight people. And finally, pulled from all angles, Beth took her long. Yeah, this is one of those, almost gives you that feeling like, oh, I am being pulled from all angles. And it's a great little article about dealing with custom clients, them trying to pull you in all uh, every angle possible. And it also does a really good job at, at pointing out how what one person can considers a, a best practice or the right way to do something, you know, another person or another group will not. There's not always a right answer and a contradictory advice depending on who you're talking. And that wraps this one up. Another great issue. We should do this like once a month. I, that's, I feel like let's do this again next month. I'll, I'll be there. All right. Thanks for listening to this edition of the PHP Podcast. Keep listening. Keep coding. And, and keep, keep reading. reading. This has been PHP Podcast, the official podcast of PHP Architect. The industry's leading tech magazine and publisher focused on PHP and web development. Subscribe today at phparch.com to see what the leaders in the community and industry are talking about.